Hi, friends. Welcome to another edition of the Get Off Your Affirmation podcast. I'm Leona Evans, and I'm here today with my son and co-host, Matthew J. Evans. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening. We have a really important topic today that we're both excited to talk about. It is an important topic. As a matter of fact, I believe that for any of us who is on a spiritual journey, it's probably the most important topic there is. It sounds so simple. And it also sounds like we've been doing it for years, and that's why it's really so difficult to teach. So I would like to ask everyone who is listening, I would like to ask all of you to just take a moment and be here, be fully present in this moment, because we're going to be talking about the power of living in the now. Most of us think we do that, you know. Most of us think we are living in the now when I teach it or when I talk about it with others. And sometimes I will say to someone, maybe it's to you, Matthew, will you just be here? Will you be fully present while I talk to you? And you say, I am here. I'm looking at you. I'm listening to you. I'm here. And yet... How many of us can say that we are really here in this present moment? I can tell you for sure in my own experience. I can be looking at someone. I can appear to be listening to someone. I can want to be here in the present moment, but then something will come up. I can't tell you what the catalyst is. Maybe it's something the other person says or something I've just been reminded of, but I will continue to stay looking at that person and go off on a tangent in my mind. The Buddhists call it the monkey mind, the mind that doesn't stay focused, that doesn't stay settled. I can assume I know what you're going to say. I can assume that I've heard it before and I don't have to give my full attention to it. Or I cannot be even aware that I'm not present. I can believe I am, and then maybe 30 seconds later, I can say, excuse me, um, do you mind repeating that? What was it you said? Especially if you stop talking, and I'll have to be embarrassed and say, oh, my goodness, did you ask me something? Could you just repeat that? And I went somewhere, and I didn't know I was gone, and who knows what I missed, and who knows what I was doing when I was gone. I think not only is that a big challenge for when people are talking with one another, but it's even a bigger challenge when we're driving and we expect that we are fully present. We know the rules of driving defensively. We know how important it is to keep our eyes in front of us and around us and to be fully conscious so that we can respond immediately if something happens. And yet, how many times have we arrived at a destination, hopefully not too far from where we started, and realize we don't know how we got there? We're on automatic pilot. Has that happened to you? Oh, don't tell me it's happened while you've been driving. That would be too scary. Yeah, I think it happens uh, sometimes when, when you're driving to like places that you've been many times and you know the, the route really well. 
but yeah, when it happens during conversations, it is it is really embarrassing. It's it obviously comes across as kind of rude, like we weren't paying attention. But sometimes there's there's a thing where it's like, oh yeah, I I I thought of something. You mentioned something, and it made me think of this, but I didn't want to interrupt. But I also didn't want to forget what I was trying to think of. But the whole point is, like you're saying, we're not being present. We're not listening and and being being fully just aware of what's going on we're kind of being self-absorbed yes we are being self-absorbed but i prefer to use the term ego absorbed because we are living not in the present moment for the most part and we don't even realize it living in the present moment has been one of the greatest teachings of the great mystical teachers of all time, breathing into the moment. Breathing is also a powerful technique for being fully present because often we don't notice we're breathing. We really don't notice it. We take it for granted. We are built to have a habit mind. We are built to understand that there are certain things that we do on a regular basis and that we don't have to give them our full attention. That's the fallacy. And that's why I wanted to talk about living in the now, in this present moment, and all that it implies and what the dangers can be if we don't live in the moment. Now, there's a wonderful author named Eckhart Tolle, and about 10 or 11 years ago, he wrote a best-selling book called The Power of Now, and I think there are over 2 million copies sold over the years, and so many people have read it, and yet there is something about not living in the present moment that seems somewhat safer to us. I, I want to share a quote with you from The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. He says this, all negativity is caused by an accumulation of psychological time and denial of the present. Unease, anxiety, tension, stress, worry, all forms of fear are caused by too much future and not enough presence. He then says, guilt, regret, resentment, grievances, sadness, bitterness, and all forms of non-forgiveness are caused by too much past and not enough presence. And so let's take the second part of this statement first, where he says guilt, regret, resentment, grievances, sadness, bitterness, and all forms of non-forgiveness are caused by too much past and not enough presence. So what I understand him to say is when we're trapped by the pain and negativity of what happened in our past, we become stuck in the belief that things always happen this way or this is just the way things are. This is my reality. Instead of looking at this present moment as an organic opportunity to make choices and changes, it's now just nothing more than a rerun of past scenarios. And it leaves us stuck in a world of predictable and negative outcomes. For example, when 
we look at someone for the first time and find them really interesting and fascinating, and we decide we want to pursue a relationship with them, what begins to happen in our minds? We start going back to the last time we said we found someone interesting and wanted to have a relationship with them, and suddenly hurts come up, trust issues come up, abandonment issues come up. This is so common that I can honestly say I have never met a living person who didn't have those issues. I think it's inherent in what we call the human condition. What's going to happen if I venture forth and trust that this person won't betray me? And suddenly... Our mind is off in the past, and we really are afraid that this relationship will probably turn out the way the others have. And so we really don't give this person a chance, do we? In family counseling, I have often heard these phrases, you're just like my other relationships, you're just like your father, you're just like your mother, and it's never anything concrete. It's always a fear that what happened before is going to happen again because we haven't spent that much time in this moment trusting that the people we're listening to are not the same people whom we've interacted with before with difficult and and disappointing results. The people who are here now are here now, and we need to give them our full attention so that we don't relive, relive, rethink, redo what's happened before. Right. Now, going back to the Eckhart Tolle quote that you shared in the beginning, there's a problem with living in the future, too. He says, unease, anxiety, tension, stress, worry, all forms of fear are caused by too much future and not enough presence. So it's not only living in the past, but living in the future that causes us to be not fully present. And so this is what I call the what-if dilemma, something most of us are all too familiar with. Right. Giving too much attention to what might or might not happen in the future, that not only interferes with being present in the now, but it sets up all kinds of negative possibilities that can actually impede our ability to manifest our goals. We can become really stressed and anxious uh, as our imagination starts to get the best of us and actually set ourselves up for failure. That's so true. How many of us have talked ourselves out of something that we wanted to do because we spent so much time and attention picturing that the future might be embarrassing to us or we might fail or conversely that we might succeed and we're not exactly ready for that either. But it's all of that projection on the future that tears away and eats away at any of our passion or vision that we could be working on if we focused on the now. I believe that one of the most dangerous aspects of not living in the present moment is the mistaken belief that we should be able to perform our daily tasks when we're on automatic pilot without giving them our full attention. 
this is so problematic because although we expect that they'll turn out the way they always have, sometimes they don't. And again, going back to the driving when we're on automatic pilot. Oh, I've been this way so many times before. I'll just uh, rehearse my speech or I'll uh, remind myself of what I was supposed to do at the store. Any of those things can be disastrous because we can't count on being automated. We can't count on that. Yes, we have a habit mind, and yes, we are able to do things and prove to ourselves that we can do things without being fully present. But the fact is, that isn't always true. And so, I want to talk about a devastating incident that occurred this past week on a Hollywood movie set. I want to refer to the dynamics of this incident as an example, but we don't want to place blame on anyone involved, right? Of course. It's not about blame. The message today is not about whose fault it was, and in no way does this discussion place blame on anyone involved. But our message is about the vital importance of being fully present, even when we're performing so-called routine tasks. This past week, a crew member was killed and another was injured on a movie set when a gun supposedly filled with blanks was discharged during a scene and found to contain a live bullet. It was horrifying for the cast and crew to realize there was actually a real bullet in the gun. Everyone involved in the film is mourning the loss of their cinematographer and wondering how this could have happened. Hundreds of films have been made throughout the years with actors firing countless numbers of guns containing blanks, and with very few exceptions, there have been no incidences. This was a routine process with very specific safety measures in place. What what happened? It's it's so hard to even fathom that an accident like this can can really happen. Exactly, and see at. At this time, no one knows exactly what happened. Each crew member involved believed that the gun had been checked. The assistant director handed the gun to the actor, saying, cold gun. Clearly, he believed it wasn't loaded. The crew member who prepared the gun for the assistant director was sure that it wasn't loaded. Although there was a quote from one of the crew members saying he believed he was shown that the gun was not loaded, but he didn't exactly remember. Everyone on the set believed that they were doing their job. No one wanted anyone to get hurt. No one wanted to jeopardize their careers. They were all professionals, and they had done this work many, many times before. How could anything go wrong? Well, sometimes unforeseen and unplanned things happen. Sometimes routines are interrupted by things or people that interfere with the optimal functioning of our tasks, and the unforeseen and unexpected can often produce what we call accidents. Now, I've heard New Thought students over the years say, there are no accidents. Everything has a cause. Well, yes, everything has a cause. But if the cause is unplanned or unforeseen, which causes us to lose control of our tasks... It's called an accident. 
We didn't mean it, we didn't plan it, but it happened anyway. Now, for example, if I see a car coming toward me and I swerve to avoid it and I hit another car, it's an accident. But if my mind was elsewhere and I didn't notice the car in time to avoid the accident, that adds another dimension to the equation, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I call it not being present. I call it a habitual mindset that's part of the human condition called living either in the past or in the future. And again, it's not about blame or shame. It's about waking up. If I was somewhere else and I could have avoided an accident and didn't, there's no point in blaming or shaming, blaming others or shaming myself for what happened. What needs to happen is that I don't repeat that mistake. I make every effort to pay attention to what I'm doing now. And let's not underestimate the fact that it is not easy to wake up from a habitual sleep like that. It's not easy but it is imperative. It is. It's so important. It, But it can be so hard to even just notice that we aren't being present. That's, that's one of the symptoms of not being present is that you don't notice things. And so that can be one of the hardest steps is just catching yourself one day going, oh my gosh, I'm really just zoned out right now. I'm not even paying one second of attention. Well, it takes a great deal of self-knowledge and self-observation to figure that out. But there is something that prompts our attention and prompts us to come back to the present. And some spiritual teachers have referred to that as a conscious shock something devastating happens or something glorious happens. And it's got to be so powerful an experience and so different from the everyday that it literally shocks us awake. And I believe that what happened on the film set was a conscious shock to everyone there who still can't figure out why it happened. There's a quote from the American tragedy, Death of a Salesman by Arthur Miller, that I often use to characterize moments like this. The line is, care must be taken, attention must be paid. Someone on the film set was not paying attention. Maybe more than one person. They were not paying attention. And why? For very good reasons that we've discussed today. They've done it before. They were a professional. It's never gone wrong before. Why should it go wrong now? I assume that everything is going to go the way it always went. But that can't happen. That statement is fraught with danger. What could possibly go wrong is is often a, a a comedy line in a Looney Tunes cartoon. It's it's really quite tragic how careless some of us can be, not wanting to be, not meaning to be. So I pray, and. I would like all of you listening to join us in that prayer that something is done to make sure 
that every crew member on every film or TV set from now on is awakened, fully awakened, taking care and paying attention, just as though it were the very first time it was happening. It's all about checks and balances and about a restructuring of a system that clearly wasn't as conscious or mindful as it could be. And so what happens when we're fully present? What happens when we choose consciously to be at home? Well, first we feel a physical response. We become aware, more aware of sights and sounds. Physically, mentally, emotionally, we are present, awakened, conscious, aware. And when those things are combined, the combination of those components causes us to be fully present spiritually. Spirituality is not different from presence. Spirituality is the acceptance of who we are in the many dimensions of our being. When we're fully present, we care. We pay attention to what we do and don't do. We don't stand around saying, why did I come into this room? Or did I take my medication or didn't I? We bring all we have to every situation at hand, no matter how many times we've done it before. When we have responsibilities, we make sure that we carry them out to the best of our ability. We check and double-check all that we're responsible for, and we take into consideration that unforeseen circumstances might occur. The moment I turn away from my task, someone else might come along and inadvertently add something or subtract something. Our lives, when we're fully present, become imbued with quality, integrity, and love. When we're fully present, we listen to others and give them our full attention. We let go of the concept of multitasking, assuming that we can be fully present in more than one place at a time, and taking pride in the fact that we can do that. We really can't no matter how intelligent or facile we believe ourselves to be, we cannot effectively multitask, and the effects can be quite devastating. When we live as though each moment is sacred, everywhere we look we can see the face of spirit. We're fully alive, fully present in both the five-sense world and the abstract world. We become able to listen to our inner voice, which gives us guidance and helps us understand how to take care of ourselves. And we realize that nothing happens in either the future or the past. Nothing. I want to say that again. Nothing happens in either the future or the past, ever. It happens in the now. When we live in the present moment, we understand what it means to be ourselves, to be authentic. 
we discover elements of ourselves, inner strength, the ability to accept things as they are without having to pretend they didn't or go to some other what we think is a safe space. No. We can be who we are and understand that whatever is happening at this moment is and we can figure out ways to handle it, to manage it, to accept it. We become able to let go of the burdens of the past and the fears about the future and to realize that we're enough, that we are enough, and that we have enough qualities and abilities to be able to handle whatever life brings us. We'll close with one last quote from Eckhart Tolle. It's not uncommon for people to spend their whole life waiting to start living. Once again, it is not uncommon for people to spend their whole life waiting to start living. Let's begin now. Let's start living now. Let's find out how wonderful, how powerful, how strong we are, each of us, in our own unique way. Let us begin now. Thanks so much for listening to the Get Off Your Affirmation podcast. Please visit our website and our Facebook page, getoffyouraffirmation.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Have a wonderful week. You deserve it.